0: Hello and welcome to
1: Poppy Approved Movies
0: My name is Poppy
1: And I'm Natalie
0: In our podcast we will review and critique my favorite PG-13 movies
1: Movies that I wasn't allowed to watch until I turned 13
0: Every week Natalie and I will watch a new PG-13 movie
1: And I'll see if Poppy's movies live up to the hype
0: Which of course they will
1: Today we're going to be watching The Replacements
0: Before we begin, there will be spoilers. If you haven't seen the movie and don't want it to be spoiled...
1: Press pause and come back when you're finished. Now, Poppy, tell me the deets on this movie.
0: Alright, before we go into the deets, this is our last episode of the season. But don't cry, we'll be back for season four in about a month. But next week, a special announcement's coming out with some information about our pod. So please download that. It's only about a minute and a half.
1: You should definitely listen to
0: it. Yes, that's a a can't-miss episode. And then we'll see you guys back in September. That's when we'll be back. All right. The replacements came out in two thousand with a runtime of one hour and fifty eight minutes. It's streaming on Tubi. Tubi has a lot of commercials. Yeah. A lot of commercials, but it's free. I don't know. I don't. You can't be free. You have to watch a lot of commercials. But, felt like twenty minutes of commercials at a time, huh?
1: Yeah, but it's still free, so yeah, you know, that's good. still free.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it was written by Vince McEwen and directed by Howard Deutsch. Main stars are Keanu Reeves, Gene Hackman, and Brooke Langton. Fun fact, the movie is based on the real replacement Washington football team in 1987. They won the three games they played in. When the NFL players came back, they would go on to win the championship. The replacement players didn't get any recognition until 2018. They were awarded rings for winning their games to help them get into the playoffs in 2018. So that team won the championship that this you know this movie is based on. So. Mm-hmm.
1: What I wouldn't did, think that this is based off a real story.
0: So what do you think, Matt?
1: I liked it. I it was very funny. I did think that the whole part where he stood up the girl and, like, that was very useless. Oh, yeah. Like, that part in the movie, that's the type of thing that would barely make it into a recap. <laughs> like, um, it's so yeah. unnecessary.
0: I added it because... And
1: it it lasted for, like, three minutes, so I was like, this is weird. I don't know why this is here.
0: I added it because uh, he messes up, but then he apologizes to her. First thing he does when he gets out into the field. So it's kind of like, yes, he stands people up, but he also apologizes.
1: And the reason he stood her up didn't even have to do with any miscommunication with her. He just like got sad about himself and then like didn't meet up with her. Like, well, What the heck is that about? Anyways, I thought that part of the movie was kind of stupid and such like a silly goofy like movie and they just have this random part that lasts like five minutes which makes zero sense
0: (laughs) right um there's a scene before that where martel tells him you're not good enough for her and so it like sank into him
1: Well, that's stupid
0: because she's
1: the one who obviously wants to date him. Of course.
0: And she knows who he is. And
1: as well as you're wasting her time by standing her up. And you're making her more sad and more heartbroken by her just like sitting there in a room like alone waiting for you to show up.
0: I remember. You're still
1: wasting her time no matter what.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're wasting her time. When I was little, I remember someone said, what was your biggest pet peeve? What do you hate the most? And I couldn't think of it. And I'm like, "Uh, I hate being stood up. And I'm like, I was like seven. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> nobody stands you up when you're seven. And I probably heard it in a movie. I remember that uh, from like elementary school.
1: Little, little puppy was getting stood up a lot. I
0: guess people weren't picking me up. I walked home, so nobody was picking me up. <laughs> were standing me up. I had so many dates.
1: Every single day Every you were day. stood up. Stood That's up. why you walked home so much.
0: Yeah, I kept waiting for a ride and like, my mom <laughs> so didn't get work for another hour, so I don't know. Okay, so what did you rate it?
1: I give it a four and a half stars.
0: You really liked it. I thought it was really funny. <laughs> Maybe you like sports movie. We're going to watch another sports football movie Come on. i have to look for other sports movies that are... But
1: anyways, I took off a half a star because there was like five minutes of the movie. That was just stupid.
0: Yeah, it was dumb. It was unnecessary. You could have taken that whole scene out and I wouldn't have changed anything.
1: Yeah, mind. it would have been the same exact movie but with I just like less of, stupidity.
0: All love stories, it seems like all of them have... Like, somebody has to mess up, and then they come back from it. So it's like a trope. All the movies have it. I, mean, I think we brought this up on another movie.
1: Why don't we get into the recap?
0: <laughs> okay. The movie begins with Shane Falco cleaning the coral off someone's boat. He was once a great college football player, but fell flat on his face in a big college game. He let the loss get to him, and he quit football, and he lives on a boat. It's not that living on a I mean, like, if you quit football, I mean you should live on a boat, but... I don't know. I guess it's bad if you live on a boat.
1: I don't know. It sounds like that sounds like a cool thing,
0: (laughs) right? But I'm saying like, oh, he lives on a boat, kind of like that's a degrading situation. I don't know.
1: Mm.
0: Pretty cool. The NFL players are going on strike. The media is not on their side. The face of the strike is Sentinel's quarterback Martell. He's a spoiled rich brat. The football season will continue with replacement players. Washington Sentinel's team owner Edward O'Neill asked an old coach, Jimmy McGinney, if he'll coach the team with new replacement players. Jimmy agrees, but only if he has complete control of the team. Jimmy McGinney. You like that name?
1: Yeah, it's very funny.
0: Yeah. Jimmy begins his team recruitment with a ragtag bunch. Recruits are Brian, a deaf tight end. Andre and Jamal, bodyguards. Fumiko, a former sumo wrestler. Bateman, a feral Gulf War vet and police officer. Nigel, a Welsh footballer with a gambling problem. Clifford Franklin, a wide receiver that can't catch, Wilkinson, a convict, and Cochran, a minister. Lastly, Jimmy goes to see Falco and asks him to be his quarterback and leader. Shane says no. He still fears the big moment. What was your favorite player on the team?
1: I like Shane Falco because he sounded like Batman.
0: Shane Falco, the way he talks?
1: Mm -hmm. I don't know why it's like that. It's so funny. Is he doing that on purpose or is that just how his voice sounds? Why is he like... I'm Shane Falco, and I'm Batman. <laughs> I, don't
0: I don't know. It's so
1: weird.
0: I never even noticed it until you mentioned it. I like Bateman, who happens to be Jon Favreau, a famous director now, in charge of, uh, he made Iron Man, and he made The Lion King, he made a bunch of movies. Um, but he's so funny in that movie. He's just like clobbering people and just smashing on people. So I like him the best. When the replacement players get to practice, they're harassed by the NFL players on the picket line. They shake their bust and throw eggs and insults. Falco comes later in his truck, and the picketers turn his truck on its side and threaten him.
1: Why doesn't he just sue them or, like, call the cops on them?
0: Yeah, that would have been good, right? Although yeah. the cops would be, like, oh, can I have your autograph? You guys are famous NFL players.
1: Do you really think that they 100%. would get...
0: Those guys get away with murder. Like, they do. Really? Oh, yeah, big time. <laughs> Practice is the disaster. The teammates are mean and racist to each other. Falco looks good still, and he sees Annabelle, the head cheerleader falls in love oh annabelle holds tryouts for new cheerleaders and it's a mess
1: i didn't think their cheers were bad i thought they were pretty clever (laughs) (laughs) the whole scene is like they're like oh this these people are terrible like haha look how awful these tryouts are and i was like cheering them on i was like what do you mean these rhymes are clever
0: I think the, some of them are, like, old-timey. Like, oh, man, we don't see those anymore. We're, like, high-tech cheerleaders now. And then there was that goth, that goth lady, and she was funny. She like, rip their eyes out, cut them, make them bleed or whatever. It's so funny. Anyways, a bunch of different type of uh, ladies try out in the montage scene. And as Annabelle's leaving, two exotic dancers come, and Annabelle accepts them immediately. She even asks if there are any other girls from the club who wanted to join the squad. So. She
1: didn't even have them try out.
0: I guess because they have dancing experience. so
1: <laughs> I, guess. I guess so.
0: No cheerleading experience. You know. This then, was
1: stupid. The other girls had actual choreographed routines that had to do with cheerleading. And then these people just showed up and were like, we've danced before. And she's like, sold.
0: Do any of those ladies that we see trying out in the montage make the team?
1: I don't see. I don't know if they're
0: in the background or something like that. I don't know. They might be there.
1: I don't think so. But they
0: do have, like, guys on the team, and they're, like, and then they're throwing, like, girls up, and they're doing, like, flips. Yeah. And I'm like, where do they get those guys? And why didn't, why (laughs) they should be the only ones there, you know what I mean?
1: I feel like they already had a team of cheerleaders. They they just just needed needed more more people. They only, like, had four people try out, so I'm pretty sure they already had, like, majority of their team. No, but she
0: said, if you have anybody else at the club, just bring them over here. And then tons of them do show up, right? Practice is over and everyone is going home. Falco's truck is a mess and Annabelle gives him a ride home. He makes his move and he's shot down. She doesn't date football players, especially crybaby quarterbacks. Later, Jimmy gives Falco advice. He tells him to relax and be a leader. He wants him to be the man he's supposed to be. Game one of the Sentinels begins awfully. The players fight each other and don't know the plays. They even throw up in the huddle.
1: Throw-up scene.
0: Throw-up scene. We
1: haven't had one in a while, so we had to bring it back.
0: Bring it back, yeah. The next eight movies we'll have to. No, I'm just kidding. I don't, <laughs> <know>. <laughs> I don't actually like get them because they have throw-up scenes. I don't even remember the scene.
1: That, um, You're wrong. You actually study every single night which which movies have the most vomit, and that's how you curated pop movies.
0: Yeah, if you look at my Google history, it says uh, PG-13 movies with throw-up scenes. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's what it says.
1: If we had a compilation of all the movies with the scenes that we've done so far, it would be like already like five minutes long.
0: We'd have, to, we'd have to go back and look at it. Bateman is too aggressive and gets a personal foul penalty. Jimmy gives a good speech at halftime, and the team comes together.
1: I actually didn't like Bateman. He was kind of annoying.
0: The game is on the line, and Falco runs away from the moment and changes the play on the line. He doesn't want the ball. The Sentinels lose, and Jimmy calls out Falco for his cowardice. He's not that guy.
1: He didn't even want to do this. I don't know why he's getting yelled at.
0: (laughs) Well, he's taking a paycheck. He's working, right?
1: Oh, yeah. I guess that's true.
0: A team goes to a bar named The End Zone just to unwind after the game. Then Martel and the NFL players come in and start ridiculing the players. Falco had enough when Martel makes fun of Brian. A fight ensues, and it's an all-out melee. All the players have each other's back. At the end of the night, only the replacement players are in jail. See, the other guys got off free. I'm telling you, they get away with murder.
1: They yes, bond, uh,
0: yeah. There's proof right there, right? They uh, bond and together they dance to the song "I Will Survive." Jimmy comes in angry when he bails them out.
1: I think it's so funny from Jimmy's perspective. Imagine you're Jimmy and you're like, you just hear that your entire team has gotten into a fight with a another team that's actually the same team and they're all in jail now so you walk over depressed about your team being in jail and you walk in and they're all dancing <laughs> and they're like line dancing <laughs> and then everybody
0: sees him he stops except for Clifford franklin he's still dancing <laughs> he's like getting down and they're like hey oh oh didn't notice it you know the, the scene that you always see in movies uh-huh. he's right behind me isn't he like that kind of thing <laughs>
1: <laughs> imagine imagine how you would feel as jimmy
0: <laughs> yeah you would be, be disappointed animal visits shane at his boat and tells him she admires how he puts his team first falco gets to the parking lot and martel and the nfl players harass him and they turn his truck over again but this time his team is there to back him up andre and jamal tell the nfl players to turn the car over and when they don't jamal shoots up martel's porsche
1: he should have just Taking off the gun and threatened him like that, that would have been a better idea. No,
0: shooting the, shooting the Porsche is even better. Because first off, you get to see the kind of car he has. It's like a rich person car. Uh-huh. And then he gets to ruin his car the way they ruined Shane's car. So I, I liked it. I thought it was funny.
1: This is the point where they would have called the cops on him, but they can't because they turned over this guy's car. Right, they're so they're too. like stuck. It's okay if he like shoots the car now. Although they do
0: get ratted out because the coach says... Okay, everybody. If you have a gun, please turn it in. So someone said something, right? They're a team now, so that's kind of like showing that, like, hey, Falcons are quarterback. We got his back forever. Don't mess with them, kind of thing. I like that.
1: That's exactly what line dancing will do to people.
0: Or or bar fights, bar fights, <laughs> line dancing, jail time. All three of those create Bring
1: people together. brotherhood
0: bonds. Okay. <laughs> Game two is against San Diego. It begins badly, but the team rallies together to make it close. Especially with a little help from the sexy dancing from the cheerleaders. Inappropriate!
1: I feel like their part was like, it was just like a silly joke. But then it was stupid about how like the guys missed it. And then they complained that like, oh, the other team's cheating. They're like dancing like that. Like you're the one that's looking. It's <laughs> your fault. And
0: even the coach was like, What's,
1: what are those girls doing? What are they doing? Yeah. Like, they're, they're complaining like like they just got cheated. <laughs> they're still the ones at fault here. Yeah, they're
0: the ones checking the girls out. Yeah. The game is within two points, and Nigel kicks a field goal with no time remaining. Sentinels win. After the game, Falco makes his move on Annabelle. Even the announcers chime in. This time it works, and they make out. Um,
1: Imagine it doesn't work, and the announcer's like, ooh. It's, like, it's a little awkward.
0: deny. That was too close. <laughs> Unfortunately, the game is a loss, you know? And the announcers are famous announcers. They're uh, John Madden and Pat Summerall. Uh, Madden
1: has a video game. Right? He has
0: the most famous video game franchise. I mean, there's been 25, 26 years of Madden. And he was a player and a coach for the Raiders. And then he was an announcer for many, many years. And Pat Summerall, he, he passed. I think they both passed away now. They were both like legends. Great announcers. So to get them for this movie was like nice.
1: Wow. Story.
0: And then to have them be a part of his move towards Annabelle, I thought it was kind of clever. I would say that's my favorite part of the movie. Game three is against Phoenix. Franklin drops an open ball, and they put stickum on his hands. He makes an X catch and scores a touchdown.
1: Is this illegal? Yeah, for he mentioned his that it was stickum.
0: He said that it was illegal, but then he's like, "What are you gonna do? Fire you?" Like, you know, it's <laughs> true. The game is close, and Falco has to throw for another score. He throws a bad pass; it's almost intercepted. Luckily, the ball falls into Franklin's hands, and the Sentinels win.
1: Well, if if it's like a whole, what would they do? Fire you situation? Then why don't they all just take performance enhancing drugs? Like
0: well, we don't know. They might. They, might. <laughs> they probably don't even have time to test them, right? <laughs> O'Neill tells Jimmy that Martell has crossed the picket line and will play the final game of the season. The next game they're going to play is the defending champions Dallas, whose whole team has crossed the picket line. Jimmy puts up a fight, but has no choice but to bench Falco and start Martell. You know, that's the one scene I kind of go like, well, he did have a choice. He told O'Neal that I get all decisions. Remember when he said, if you're going to hire me, then I get to make all personnel decisions. Yeah. But then the owner came in and decided who was going to be the quarterback.
1: I don't understand. Because this also isn't his job. So why didn't he just do whatever he wanted anyways? If he's going to get fired, he was only the coach for like this last game.
0: You know, I don't know about that. Because the coaches are not strike, So it's not like another coach is going to come. So he's the coach for the, maybe forever. So he's going to have to follow it. But he did say, hey, I'll do it only if I get to make all decisions. And then when he couldn't make a decision, he backed down. and He let the owner decide. Although the owner could have said, okay, you're fired. And then hire someone else to do it. That's
1: true. Maybe he just didn't want to be replaced.
0: Yeah. Well, I would have liked that. You're like, okay, you either start Martel or I fire you. And then the next person will start him. And then that would have been like, okay. That would
1: have made sense, but he just gave up so easily. He
0: did. He did. He was upset, but that was the end of it. On the field, Falco is practicing to make sure he doesn't make the same mistake again from last game. Unfortunately, Jimmy tells him that Martel's back and will start for the team. Falco understands and goes to the bar to let his team know. They're sad and they salute him for being a great teammate and leader. Falco goes home and stands up Annabelle on their date. What? That was it right there. There's your scene that you love the most. What
1: happened?
0: Yeah. Game time. The Sentinels have to win to make the playoffs. Martel walks in and demeans his teammates. Dallas is too good and too strong. They lead at half, 17 to nothing. Martel stops trying. He doesn't even care. Jimmy's asked by the reporter before halftime what the team needs to win. He tells her heart. Falco sees it at home on his little TV.
1: The TV is so small.
0: Yeah, it's like a little 8-inch TV or something. that's smaller than an iPad, right? Yeah. In the locker room, everyone is arguing and fighting. Martel continues to be a jerk and even gets into it with Jimmy. Then Falco walks in and the team gets excited. Martel is kicked out of the locker room and the replacements are whole again.
1: And he gets a gun pulled out of his head. No, he <laughs> <easy>. doesn't.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. Jimmy tells the team the strike is over. This is going to be their last game. Put it all out there. Falco walks onto the field, and the crowd goes crazy. First thing he does is apologize to Annabelle, and they kiss. They love each other.
1: She didn't even ask, like, oh, why weren't you there? No, like, she
0: starts talking about football. Oh, their, their defensive line is bad. Like, do this, do that, Like, she because she knew about football. She was a huge football fan. Football time. The Sentinels turn it on. They score two touchdowns and are within three points. Nigel's about to kick the ball to tie the game. But he lets Shane know that he's going to miss on purpose because he's under the thumb of some bookies. Shane takes the ball and runs towards the end zone and scores. But there's a penalty and it's called back. Nigel gets hurt on the play and the pressure is off of him. Time for one more play. Falco says, I want the ball. Winners want the ball. And Brian does too. Falco throws a perfect strike to Brian in the end zone. Touchdown. The Sentinels win. All right. I mean, did you ever think they were going to lose? No. The team celebrates, and Falco and Annabelle kiss. Then they dance to I Will Survive. The end. There you go, Natalie. Four and a half stars. You really did like it, huh?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Other than the dumb scene where you stood uh, Annabelle up.
1: Yeah, that was so down.
0: All right. Could this movie still be made today?
1: Uh, I don't know.
0: No? You don't know?
1: I don't think so. Why? I feel like just like... They're always racist.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, okay, because of the racism in the movie? Yeah. You want to talk to me about it?
1: Well, they, there's the guy, I don't know any of their names. Uh-huh.
0: Um, the, the brothers? Or the sumo wrestler?
1: The sumo wrestler.
0: So the two brothers were the bodyguards, Andre and Jamal, and the sumo wrestler's name was Fumiko.
1: Fumika, okay. Uh Well, first of all, the fact that they made him a sumo wrestler is, like, a (laughs) little iffy. Okay. I mean, like, I guess some of the stuff is not racist because he really is a sumo wrestler, but, like, he's a sumo wrestler. like.
0: A stereotypical kind of situation. Yeah. Okay.
1: And then the fact that everyone was, like, racist to him. Where he was like, "I'm Japanese," and the captions were literally like, "Guy imitates Chinese." Like he wasn't even imitating the right language.
0: (laughs) The captions—that's what it said. Uh huh. Uh, That's hilarious. And then, so the captions were racist. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like speaking (laughs) non-English. That's from the bad bunny was one of the awards where he started singing in Spanish and then the captions say that he's singing in non-English. I'm like, how racist is that? There's Spanish. <laughs> there's not just English and non-English. Those aren't the two languages of the world. <laughs> so, anyways, so go ahead.
1: What do you mean? I've been learning non-English on Duolingo every uh, day.
0: Yeah. I, my major is non-English. Oh, very nice. I like that. <laughs> I keep going.
1: Which version?
0: Which version? Yeah. Oh, there's only one. It's English and non-English. It's, it's, that's it. <laughs>
1: And then, like, so it was, like, imitates a Chinese caption. And then, like, he was doing, imitating kung fu moves, too. Kung fu moves, yeah. So, like, all of it together is just more and more uh, racist.
0: Amigo says the N-word in it. Did you see that?
1: No, I didn't know. Yeah,
0: he does say it. Very Jackie Chan-esque from Rush Hour. Uh, <laughs> he does say it. Um, so, uh, yeah. You know, I think it's, it's low-hanging fruit. Like, if you want people to not like each other, then race is the easiest way not to like. Oh, he's black. I'm not going to like you because you're black. Oh, you're white. I'm not going to like you because you're white. Or you're Asian. I'm going to be racist to you because you're Asian. It doesn't tell them anything about who they are. And then when they can overcome the racial boundaries and become friends, I think that's the whole thing. Mm. I-, I think it's dumb, right? Obviously, it's low-hanging fruit. I low don't hanging think it was good. You can do, like, based on person. I mean, I guess if you have only three minutes... To show that these people became great friends, they overcame their racist biases. Then it only takes five seconds of him throwing out racial slurs and then coming back and saying, I love you, brother. So I, I think that's just like a movie situation.
1: But then, like, they still, it's not like he's overcoming anything racist, they just become friends. They're not unracist by the end of the movie. Uh, yeah. They're still racist. Like at the end of the movie, he still calls him pork rice.
0: He, at the end of the movie? Yeah. Like, <laughs> but now he says it with love. <laughs> with hate, now it's with love. I don't know. Because movies like, do it's, this all the time.
1: Like it's not even about them overcoming race because they're still racist. They just become friends.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess. So he, if another Asian person comes up, they're still racist.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. I guess they get over the racial boundaries to become friends. I don't know. Maybe they're not, they're not cured of racism. Obviously, they're broken, but go ahead.
1: I guess still, like, all this stuff about the cheerleaders that I was talking about, that was, like, the whole, like, they're cheating, they're dancing, and it's, like, your fault. It's your
0: fault. You know, cheerleaders in general, right? So you have these women, and they're, it's, it's in every sport, so they, they still have cheerleaders in basketball, and they have cheerleaders in football, and these girls come out. Scantily clad, short skirts, midriffs, and just dancing sexy for the men. The cheerleaders in general, I, I, I don't know if you're going to get away from sporting events. Now, cheerleading is a sport in itself. Yeah. When they do competitions, they're not doing it for cheering for men. But I think that when you see like the Laker girls for the, or the Dallas Cowboys Are they not
1: cheerleaders for women's teams?
0: That's a great question. I don't know. I haven't watched because I
1: assume that there would be.
0: You you see, like in the U.S. women's World Cup, you see any cheerleaders out there? I don't see. Well, there's
1: never any cheerleaders for soccer teams.
0: Well, there's no football game for women.
1: There is. There's a a U.S. U.S. women's football, American football team.
0: So, have you seen any other games, or if they have cheerleaders?
1: I haven't seen any of their games. I don't even watch normal football. How do you expect me to watch something that no one prioritizes?
0: Well, how about, like, the WNBA? Do they have women cheerleaders?
1: Mm, I don't watch any sports.
0: If you know that women's sports, or if women's sports have cheerleaders, email us at poppyapprovedmovies at gmail.com.
1: That's probably at favorite. Your favorite?
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, let us know. I actually don't know. Maybe I can check out a WNBA game. Or I guess we can Google it. Nah, go ahead and email us. Let us know. Um, What else?
1: And then also to kind of go with that, the Coach at the beginning, I, Batman. His name is Batman now. So Batman, the quarterback, was like, I got concussions last time, like I'm never gonna play again. And then the guy's like, That's exactly why girls don't play the game. But like I just said, there there's girl games, just no one cares.
0: Well, I didn't even know there's a woman's football league. So you guys a woman's professional football league.
1: I think so in America. I'll it look called? it up right now. It's called WFA. Women's Football Association. It, it's there.
0: Yeah, you're right. Do they have cheerleaders?
1: Mm. Nah, we can't
0: be really looking all this stuff up. All right, anything else about the movie not being made now?
1: Uh, I don't think so.
0: Okay. Does it pass the Bechdel test? Uh, yes. It does pass the Bechdel test. Bechdel test is a test to check for female representation in movies. There are three criteria. Criteria number one, are there more than two named females?
1: Yes. There's Annabelle and the two cheerleaders. Yeah, I think one
0: of them's called Dawn. The other one's called Heather, I think. Yeah, so definitely there are three named female characters. Criteria number two, do they talk to each other?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. When she's trying to recruit them.
0: Okay. And lastly, criteria number three, do they talk to each other about anything other than a man?
1: Yes. Uh, They talk... She... Talks about recruiting them, and then she asked them to get their other people that dance.
0: All right, it passes. <laughs> Anything else? Mm, nope. Thank you for tuning in to Poppy Approved Movies.
1: If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app.
0: We put on an episode every Monday.
1: If you'd like to see extra Poppy Approved Movies content, go follow our TikTok at poppyapprovedmovies at gmail.com.
0: If you want to suggest a movie for us to watch and critique,
1: email us at poppyapprovedmovies at gmail.com.
0: That's poppyapprovedmovies at gmail.com. No spaces, no caps.
1: We'll try our best to get to your suggestion.
0: And remember, it has to be PG-13.
1: Next week, we're watching... Ah! You really thought I'd let you know! Well... You don't get to know unless you go and watch our teaser trailer. Go yes. go watch it.
0: Please download it, listen to it, and then you'll know all the cool new changes that are coming to Poppy. Proof. I'm Poppy.
1: And I'm Natalie. See you next time. Bye.